but yeah, it's it's really a pleasure to be a part of this series and um, to kind of close it out. It's I mean it's awesome. <laughs> um, these churches around the city have never been united like this before. Like this is, I don't under when he said that this is an historical event. Like it's that's for real. Like this is it <laughs> it's never happened. Um, so not only are we doing a, a message, a sermon series, um, but we're all coming together to w- to worship. That's that's beautiful, and that's it's really cool that even while we're um, discussing this in our in this series, we started with with unity, and now we're we're practicing we're practicing unity while we are talking about unity. That's <laughs> that's the gospel. That like we we don't just like talk about it and don't do anything with it like it's it's something that actually changes our hearts and um so honestly i know derek and jerry are not going to like this but um like i just want to honor you we want to honor you guys because god has changed your hearts and you have like done something with it and like yeah come on please like that's it's amazing so thank you guys um so yeah well <laughs> oh stop um so yeah, we've um, talked about the joy in the city, and it's really cool how this sermon series, we um, the progression is very, very interesting to me. I like patterns and, and structure, and so we, we start with unity, unity of purpose. We're under the same banner, which is higher is Christ, but now we're under the ban- uh, uh, um, lower banner of joy in the city. That's what we want to see here, right? And so we start with the unity of the church getting together and actually wanting to work together. And then finally in the end, which is what we're going to talk about today, is gospel multiplication, where we actually send out and we actually reach this world for what we are unified under. And so, um, yeah, this message is basically about being sent. It's about having a mentality of going and reaching. Um, so I have uh, a story. Um, this past week, I came to the city and kind of just walked around a little bit. Um, and so I was driving from work to um, to get here and, and park. I parked right outside here and was just going to walk around. And um, so <laughs> I was kind of, I ke- just came from work, so I'm like detoxing from, from, <laughs> from the day and uh, you know, of all the insubordinate employees that, you know, don't listen to what you say and don't care about food safety and you know so it's <laughs> uh, it really is a good place keep eating the chicken it's really good for you um so <laughs> but um yeah so i'm sitting there and there's no there's no like wow god is gonna take this city i'm so excited to walk in these streets and see god move no it's more like wow i i really i'm doing this out of obedience there's nothing like really gripping me right now but god i in faith i'm gonna walk and um, and see what you do, and it's very interesting. As I'm like, this is in my heart, and I see in my uh, I can't say that word rear view mirror. Um, and before I had seen this guy on a, on a bike. He was in this bright shirt, and it was um, <coughs> I had a little little bit of a tug. Usually, when like when you're walking with Jesus and you and, and you have you're broken for people, you sometimes get something. You know, it's not like. Maybe you know, maybe that's just me, but he's he's um, biking past, and 
I don't know, there's just something there. I don't know exactly what it is, but I was like, okay. Of course, I'm still detoxing at this point, so I'm like, oh, it's just guy on a bike. Uh, <laughs> but um, so I see him, like, I'm rear view mirror, he's all the way back, and I see him biking. <laughs> there's like all of this water just rushes into the street, like a massive amount of water. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on? And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm watching this in my rear view mirror, like, what? Did any, is anyone like seeing this? And of course, the, the biker just stops and he's like looking at it for like a while because it's just like going into the street. Cars are just like going by. Um, and typically, like for me, my walk in Jesus, when an anomaly occurs, Becca knows what I'm talking about there. Uh, when, a not when something happens that's out of the ordinary, that's like weird, like maybe water rushing into the street, um, there's something that turns in me like I I feel the presence of God, like I know he's he's in the turning, right? And so I'm like, uh, okay, all right, I'll, I'll walk towards the water and I'll try to go towards this biker guy. Uh, <laughs> so I'm walking, I lose sight of the biker, so I'm like, oh, whatever, but I want to see what the heck this water was on the in the city streets because I'm seeing water. There's basically nowhere where it could come from, so I'm like, this is super weird. Whatever, I'll keep walking. So... I'm going, and I turn into this alley, and I see the guy. I see the guy, and he's, in, uh, he's on his bike, and it's like, of course, downtown Altoona, like, if you go that way or you go that way, you're, like, <laughs> hiking up these long <laughs> stretches of hill. And so he's up there, and he's, like, <laughs> like, with his bike, and, like, immediately it's just, like, rejection hit, rejection. He's alone, like, he's, he's trekking. He's trekking through life. And so I was like, okay. But I was like, God, it's not strong enough. I'm not going to go, like, run after him. Even though, like, I, I felt that. I felt like Christ was, like, run, run to him. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. I'm going to walk around, and then maybe I'll see him again. And then, then I'll, I'll totally, totally, totally talk to him. So I go up around, and I'm like, God, just make it happen. But I know there's, you know, obedience involved. But help me, man, help. Um. So I'm walking, and I see this, you know, old lady on this uh, porch. So I walk by. She's downcast on her phone. So I'm like, uh, it's going to be weird if I just be like, hey, can you, you know, look at me, talk to me? <laughs> you know? uh, so I was like, hey. She looked up, hi. Um, and so I was like, yeah, okay. I'll just keep walking here. Um, but, but, so I'm walking, right? There's still the porches right here. And I see a bright color, bright color shirt, and I go, no way, it's the biker dude. So God is immediately like, dude, I <laughs> silver platter, man. If you don't do something with this, go home, man. Um, so I go, dude, hey, you're, what happened with the water? You were like right there, what happened? And this started a conversation. It was, it was, it was really, really beautiful. Um, and of course, it was Alan and Diane that were there, the lady on the porch, and um, of course, I think her son. But so, anyways, it was it was really cool. We just started talking, but very soon afterwards, like while we're while we're still talking, they immediately and this actually happened with me and Derek when we were walking. It immediately switches to like bitterness, bitterness towards the city, bitterness towards the environment that they're in. 
it was almost to the point where I was like, okay, you know, we, we could talk about, you know, there's trees. There's trees around, you know? Like, well, that tree is like a widow-maker tree. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there's <laughs> – so <laughs> it was just kind of like um, – but it was, it was interesting that, like, it was so quick to just – to be broken in the environment. Um, and I think that what we will begin to see when we reach, when we, when we go and we're sent out, we will see that. That's a, that's a very automatic response – is bitterness towards the city, towards the land, towards the... <laughs> he, he, he made a joke. He was like, and maybe this is, you know, symbolic or even a little bit of prophecy, but he was like, man, this is the holiest city because there's potholes everywhere. I'm like, oh, well, let's... Uh, yeah, so... But <laughs> this, I this idea of bitterness, this is something we're going to go into and we're going to see... And I would I would argue that even some of you here today might be may fall prey to this bitterness and this this hardness towards situations in our life. That like basically bitterness is you have an expectation that's not met, and so the reality is I I don't know what to do with this, so I'm just going to sit in it. And that's um, that's really what these people feel is they they have these potholes that they continue to to look at every day, and it's it doesn't change. And um, so with Jesus, though, this is the hope that we have, is the, the promise and the hope of God, that faith in Jesus is walking to the city. This idea of the city that we'll kind of get into here as we talk about laboring on this, that you know, we, we walk towards this this thing that doesn't look like anything that we, you know, doesn't look like the promise at all. Doesn't look like this city of God that we have in our hearts and we and we want and we desire. That join this city that we desire and come under. You know, in the initial, uh, the initial sending, you don't see that. You, in faith in Jesus, faith in Jesus is walking to the city of the poor. It's walking to the city of the afflicted. It's walking to the city of, of bitterness and unforgiveness. And so today we're going to um, hop into scripture and we're going to talk about Abraham's journey to the city, Abraham's walking to the city, um, which essentially is the promise of God. And so we're going to take a look at an actual New Testament view of, of Abraham. Um, so, this might be weird, and if no one wants to do this, totally cool, but would anyone like to come up, take the mic, and read the scripture this morning? Oh, come on up to Hebrews uh, 11, 1 through 6. Let's do it. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Okay. <sighs> this is what the ancients were commanded for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was, co is it commanded or 
oh, okay, so that's a different word I don't know. Um, <laughs> he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one, was pleased, as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he commended the world and became heir of the righteousness. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Jacob and Isaac, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, come descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Thank you. We had a, we had a little um, spelling and grammar lesson there so that was that was cool um so yes we have abraham as kind of the focal point there's other characters in the story as well but um so we're, we're going to kind of walk through this process um of being sent right so we have the promise abraham's promise which will kind of detail what that is and what that does to inspire us to leave then we have Abraham's, um, Abraham's faith in going out to places where it does not look anything like what God promises. And then finally, we have Abraham's hope, what actually brings him to the end. So um, first, we have faith in Jesus, his walking to the city with a promise. And so what God gives Abraham is this idea this idea, this promise that there is a land, there's an inheritance that he's going to give him. There's some promise of, of building a nation out of him, a nation of people. And um, this Hebrews definition, and also um, going back into the Old Testament with the actual story in Genesis, it's a nation of nations. It's a city it's a, uh, a many people. And even Revelation gives us a, a clearer picture. And of course, when we have Jesus in the mix as well, is that this city, this new Jerusalem, um, 
is is pretty much the the goal. The goal is for a people reconciled to God in this new city, this new Jerusalem of holy people that are dedicated to the Lord and live in holiness and, and truth and and prosperity. And um, so so we have this this idea of people reconciled to God. And obviously when Abraham goes to this um, he just walks, and it says in Hebrew that he doesn't even know where he's going. If you go back into Genesis, God just says, here's the promise, go, leave. He doesn't even know where he's going. In fact, um, as we um, see uh, next, we have, he just finds himself in a tent. just finds himself in a tent in the, uh, in the promised land. But um, so this is, this is essentially the beginning of, of walking to the city, of being sent out, is the promise. There has to be the promise of this reconciliation that when we walk out into these streets and we see the potholes and the holiness, we, we see something different. And so um, Jesus is this fulfillment of recon reconciliation that when we, we trust in Jesus that he came down in proof to us that his plan and his purpose is to reconcile man with himself. And that's essentially the promise of Christ. And so we will trust in this despite the where the places that we go, despite the people that we meet, despite the brokenness that we interact with. Um, that's really the, the gospel inward, essentially, is knowing what the promise is of reconciliation. And so next we have faith is... Our faith in Jesus is walking to the city in faith. So again, Abraham, when he's when he's sent, he is he he just he just goes, he just walks, and he he it says that he just is in a tent. He just pitches a tent, and so he has this in his heart this idea of this city, this nation, and yet he is a foreigner in this land. He's a stranger. And he just pitches a tent, but he does it in faith. He knows, well, this tent really isn't uh, too much of a, a city of any kind, but um, it's definitely, I'm definitely, I have the promise. It's been spoken over me. And um, so he, he realized that, like, this, he, that this no direction he was given, that that was kind of part of the promise, is not necessarily knowing where you're going. Um, and so I kind of want to read this this one part here. It's uh it's it's super super cool. Cuz really honestly it reveals pretty much what uh <laughs> what we are and all this. So it says um these all died in the faith. It's talking about the people before not having received the things promised but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. So, like, we are a people that, like, greet the promise from afar. And we go, hey, it doesn't look great over here, but I know it's over there and it's coming. Like, I have the promise. Um, and that's, that's really what this plant is, is getting pushed right into the, the mass of Altoona and saying, I don't see it, but I know it's coming. And um, that's, that's really what faith is in Jesus. 
is is n seeing your surroundings and 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 moving with the promise of new life and new surrender. So, um, yeah, and it's uh, really we don't have to get too bent out of shape because this world is just a shadow of what's to come. So if this if we don't see the promise and we you know and we try to get the promise moving and it doesn't work like we have hope in the future of the promise that he he's faithful you know and so we as christians live in this tension this tension of like um going out and and wanting change and wanting holiness in the city and not holiness but <laughs> um people that that love god and and, and change and truly change but yet um you know the final destination isn't here like it this is what we do is all exalted to not the shadow not altoona but um to the new jerusalem our actual um home really and um so yeah altoona isn't this city that we walk to the city is the hope city is the um, when we are when people are fully reconciled to God and we can see fruits of that here and that's that's really what we're called to is to to bring this out of people and, and bring this hope to people um, and so uh, faith in Jesus is walking into whatever brings more of the kingdom here knowing that there will be um, that there will be full reconciliation and so it's it's not necessarily that we see it all the time but that we hope for it and that that hope is that God is glorified through whatever we do here and um, I think that this is that's the joy that's the joy of the city that's where the joy comes from it's like is that when we when we encounter the brokenness of this of this city and this world that we are happy that we are joyful and excited to what for what God's going to do um, and so uh, I want to read this last part here and pretty much this is um, this is our guide really it's uh, Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, all those before who have moved in faith, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so this joy that we have is the exact joy that Christ had while on the cross. That while he was experiencing the judgment and, and experiencing the, the shame of, of his own people rejecting him, that he saw the joy that was to come. And that was that what he was doing was was reconciling this world to himself. And so faith in Jesus is walking to the city 
because of the joy set before us. And um, I think this kind of goes into more of the application of why, why do we go out and pray for healing? Why do we do that? Well, because it's the joy set before us that God desires that we may are made whole with him. Why do we engage the broken? Because it's the joy set before us that those who have been broken and are, are enslaved to things of this world are free, are free and dwell in the gates of his glory. Why do... Oh, yes, I'm actually, that is, we're, we're getting there, yes. Appreciate, appreciate the accountability, though. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mama, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, um, so, yeah, why, why, why do we accept suffering and affliction? Because of the joy set before us that no matter what we experience here, that we are just foreigners on this earth and that we have this joy set before us that whatever, ha and that's what's attractive, man. That's what, that's what makes this real is that whatever happens to us, we have a joy and that that joy, we can see that shadow here and we can have hope that others will see that and live for that. And, and why do we, yeah, why do we move deeper into an un unattractive city. Like, why do we do that? Why do we go, why do we sit right in the middle of the potholes in this valley? I mean, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's because of the joy set before us that God will transform the places that we inhabit. That's, that's what we're here, that's our mission here. That's, our, that's our, our goal, is that where we go, we see him, and not necessarily that we say heaven, will be here, and this is where heaven is, but rather heaven will be seen here, and we will exalt and glorify him, and we'll have that hope. And why do we desire to send us into this mess of a world? Because of the joy, I mean, because of the joy set before us. Um, I had envisioned everyone to say it, you know, after a while, like say it over and over again, but that's okay, that's all right. <laughs> Oh, okay, so why do we desire to send us into the mess of the world? Amen, amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, you know, making that happen for me. Um, yes, because God was sent himself. He sent his own son. So as we made and bear his image, we are then also sent. You know, we could say that this little gathering here, this is our... I don't know if this is theoretical or not, but this is our heaven, right? But we are sent out into the world. We have, like, true communion here and, and love for one another. But that's, like, and, it, and I honestly, I don't care if I <laughs> offend, but if you stay here and you don't move and you do not engage this place, you're faith is not made alive. And uh, I'm okay with saying that because there, you know, there, there are 
there's points where you know we're not we have an imperfect faith. We do. We mess up. We're never good enough, but we have, I mean, just just like Abraham, he was trying to bring this promise together. And as soon as he got that promise, he's he's scared because he's not he's he can't have children. And so he's like, Sarah, is it cool that I like um, you know, is it okay if I go with Hagar for a little bit? And maybe, you know, conjure up this, you know, promise. Because if I let God down, <laughs> there ain't going to be a nation of nations. Um, so Abraham's faith was imperfect, but it was enough. It was enough because he said, I, I want this, and I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. Um, so we are compelled by Jesus in this mysterious plan of why, why would he want rebellious people? Why? Why? He loves us, man, and that's, that's the mystery that's set before us that we can see out here. I will tell you, you know, I had that great interaction, but I'm gonna, there's going to be times where I go out there, I'm going to be spat on, I'm going to look like a fool. People are going to do things that I'm that I get offended by. But um, that mystery of broken, sinful people reconciled to God, that's what we live for. And um, so, yeah, there's, um, I don't know if Roger wants to go up on the, on the stage. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> cool. Um, there's, there's a few specific um, we're going to have a time where we kind of, um, Derek and Jerry are going to kind of pray for people that desire to be sent, that want this Abraham call and move on this place. Um, so, yeah, this is mom. This is uh, what, I'm, what we're going to talk about here. So when I was talking with them, we also talked about some, um, they're across from their street and even within their own home, there was a there's someone who was slaughtered, supposedly slaughtered in that house, and it's now haunted. Um, and so <laughs> we were talking, and they're like, yeah, I'm never going in that house. Because <laughs> they see him walking around in there. And so I don't know, there's something in me where I was like, you know what? One of these days we're going to go in there. We're going to go in there and... And she's like, "No, you need a you need a professional priest to go in there." <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, lo "I love your heart. I love your heart." And <laughs> so, it's just, so this first this first piece here, I believe there are some of you here that are called to knock on the door of the slaughterhouse. We'll say the slaughterhouse. The there are strongholds in this city, people. And there are people here in the midst that are called to chase after the demonically oppressed and the areas and the strongholds and fight and fight for it and bring Christ and the hope. These people are under affliction and some of them can't really help it. That lady, she, she lives in the house where her sister fell down the stairs and I guess they saw a ghost or something. <laughs> the, they had to chase her out of the house, they said. There's weird stuff that happens. We're not like this little, <laughs> probably going to offend again. We're not like this little Christian community where we like come together 
we sing songs. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get out there, man. Like, <sighs> okay, yeah, that's that's about that's about it there. Okay, um, <laughs> um, did you have? Oh, I didn't. I didn't say that. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good point, mom. Man, I should have like ins insert. She's she's my roadie. She's my roadie. <laughs> yeah, the guy Alan, like the the lady was like, no, you need a professional. You need a professional uh, uh, priest. Yeah, thanks. And then the guy and I said, will you go with me, Alan? He goes, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> People that like don't even know the realities of Christ, they that's that's part of it, really. Is just taking people with you and say, maybe it's not the demonically oppressed, but maybe it's like, hey, let's go knock on the door and like, I don't know, pay I was thinking well, I was thinking about the garbage disposal that was filled. I was like, what if you just took someone with you and said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna pay for this. We're gonna pay for this, we're gonna get all this junk out of here. Like it doesn't have to be like super spiritual, like demonically oppressed stuff. It could be just going in someone's house, doing their laundry. I don't know. I don't just come up with things. We're creative beings. Yeah, yeah, true. Be like, hey, yeah, we're coming in to, you know, look at your under ruse and stuff. Um, <laughs> um, so that's that's the one thing. Um, another is again feeling comfortable here in your home, in your you know your community. This. This life is a scent life. I mean, that's kind of what Richard, is it Richard Cox? Um, living scent. I think that's really, really cool that, like, we don't live to, like, come, everyone come here because we're doing something cool. It's let's go out there and see the kingdom of God explode in houses that people have been slaughtered in, you know? Um, and then the, the last one, which is kind of cool here, I didn't, oh, let's see, <laughs> didn't finish, okay. Well, that one's cool. <laughs> um, creators. I feel like there are people here that are creative. Duh. I mean, <laughs> and um, I believe that there are certain people here that, that can engage this city with creativity. Um, and that can be just as powerful and magnifying to God as going into a slaughterhouse. Um, so those are those are my three. And Derek, if you want to come up and and uh, close out, yeah, just this is this is the time, man. So those three things. It was you want to go chase out uh, the demonically oppressed people, not the people, but the the demons. You want to chase the demons out. Second one was. So you want to be mobilized. And then the third, third group is those of you who are creative, that you feel like you could engage the city. If those are you, while this last song is going on, I, I do want you to come up and, and get prayer. But I, as we were talking about sending, uh, one of the senses that I really had was that uh, sort of in, in, in contrast to the church culture of this city where that says, well, the pastors do everything. The people who are like the staff people, they they do the ministry. I believe that we're supposed to pray for any of you that are that want to be prayed for for this to commission you to be sent. 
wherever that takes you. But like in a very intentional way, Jerry and I would pray for you. So like, you know, you know, maybe for you, it's like I need to like be sent to my workplace. Or for some of you, it's like I need to be sent to my classroom. I need to be sent to my house. Some of you live in places where people don't know Jesus and you need to be sent home. In a, in a very official, very real way that we would lay hands on you, that the power of God would come upon you, and that you would be a transforming agent wherever you happen to be. Some of you need to be sent into just stores and into the general kind of marketplace, but some of you have a very specific place you need to be sent. You have influence in a place, and we want to pray for you. We want to lay hands on you and pray for you and commission you to be missionaries to wherever it is that you're sent. Okay, some of you like that's like that's like tugging on a place. There's like there are people in your mind right now that as I talk about this, that are like, oh, yeah, those are those people. It's the people that your heart cries for. And and can I just say it's going to cost you. I don't want you to go into this with your eyes closed. It will cost you. The closer you get to broken people, they stab you. They shank you and you just sort of. But for the joy set before you, that you continue on because there's a promise for you, that there's a redemptive purpose in your life that you take that on yourself. You say, Jesus, here, this hurts. I don't know what to do with this. It hurts. And then you move forward for the sake of people that you that, that just want to hurt you. They don't, maybe they don't even want to hurt you. But there's a redemptive purpose for your life. So you should know it's going to hurt. And yet at the same time, for the sake of this city, for the sake of this region, you'd say, yes, I send me. I will go. I will go. And so if that's you, anybody, you don't have to be a professional. This could be your first day here. It doesn't matter. It could be your 101st day here. I want you to stand up like right now. I want you to just line up right here. We're just going to pray for whoever. You want to be sent. I want to be somebody who is sent. You're going to have to help. And the rest of you can stand, and we're going to sing the last song. If you want uh, somebody to pray for you, Tyler's down here too.